It's been a joy uh, for the last week to work with our student preachers. I'm always amazed at how uh, capable everybody is without much coaching. And above all, these two are really, were really rock stars. I have to say they, they were going to um, uh, have it all done before they came to see me, and they were, uh, they're very, very capable. Now, usually we have seniors, but each year the seniors have different spiritual gifts, and we don't like to pressure them if they like working behind the scenes or if they're musicians, they're not wanting to do the preaching. So, so today um, we have Jake Pogorzelski, who is a senior, and he'll tell you all about that. And then we have Nate Russick, who is a sophomore. So um, as he says, you know, he's got three more years to preach. So I said, well, <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. We're glad for that. So he's brave to come up as one of our younger preachers. But it is a joy. And uh, so it also is kind of nostalgic in that... Um, Jake's younger, or old, younger, older brother, uh, Jimmy, who just graduated from Penn State, was also a preacher on uh, Sunday, and now we have the, uh, the next brother down the line, and so having been here now for almost 14 years, the generations are passing, and it's fun to see um, all the siblings working through this, and so uh, they do such a great job. So let's pray, and then we'll let them have the, the podium. Good and gracious God. As we gather today on Youth Sunday, we know that uh, it is indeed a joy to see the younger generation uh, rising up. We don't need to wait, Lord, for them to take over the church when they're grown and through college and beyond. They are ready now to bring us enlightenment and hope, to help us to see the Holy Spirit alive and well in their lives, in their schools, in their friends, in their activities. May we all work together as family, Lord, the family of God, to support our teenagers, our young people. We see that they are gifted and blessed and support parents and mothers today, especially as they have a a gigantic task of shepherding their children for all the challenges in this world, which is so torn and so compromised and so challenged in so many directions right now. Uh, We look to our next generation, of course, to be strong. And we pray that the foundation they have through Upper Dublin and all the leaders and youth leaders and the coaches here and their families will be a strong foundation. So bless them now as they bring God's word to us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. I'll turn it over to uh, Jimmy, who's going first. Oh, Jimmy, look at that. I'm just like a parent now. I call the kids the wrong names. Okay, Jake, why don't you take it instead? All right. So, hello, everyone. My name is Jake. Not Jimmy. Um, But first and foremost, before I begin, I'd like to wish all the mothers out there Happy Mother's Day. So, Happy Mother's Day. All right. I I do this for a few reasons. The one being how I do have a bit of a track record of Mother's Day past of kind of waiting to last minute or uh, making up for it with very lovely handmade hastily made cards, but the main reason for it is that for all of us us here, all of us youth who have been blessed to have mothers and those who have not been as blessed to have a mother figure in their life, be it an aunt, a grandmother, or a stepmother, to have those mothers and mother's figures is really what made Youth Sunday, because we wouldn't be here as youth without you guys, so happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much. Um, That makes me reflect on how I'm not going to be a youth much longer. I'm a senior in high school, and I'm not only graduating from high school, but also from my time here at Upper Dublin. I haven't been a youth 
for my entire life. I wasn't the baby Jesus in the play, but I have been a youth for quite some time. I testified at Jesus' trial up in Fellowship Hall, so I have been a part of the youth for quite some time. And although I'm turning from a youth into an adult, there's one thing that will never leave me, and that's being a member of the Upper Dublin Lutheran Church. Being a member is a little bit more than just checking off a box on those fellowship tabs. Um, it's a little more to me. It even goes beyond those pews where you check off those tabs. It goes to the soup kitchens where we serve Chosen 300. It goes down south, traversing Appalachian Mountains as we make homes warmer, safer, and drier. And it even goes as far as China and Africa as we go and spread the word of God. Now, the reason I believe for this great and expansive membership is it comes back to these pews. It's the people in them. Our family, our friends, our neighbors, strangers, youth or adult, it's the people in this church which really make our faith powerful and make it strong. And I would like to reflect on the first reading. Just one word, the word people. It's not God's person, it's God's people. We together make our faith strong and really make it expansive as well. Now, I would like to touch upon a little bit about my faith and what it is to me. As far as the gospel goes, it preaches the faith that we must all have in God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But, of course, we're all going to have doubts sometimes. We're all going to question our faith. And like in the gospel, we're going to want to see some proof. We want to, as the disciples say, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. But, of course, that's not faith. For faith, you have to have seen the works, as the gospel later says. And see, as reflecting on my time as a youth, a God moment. It's essentially a moment which solidifies your faith in God, a God moment, it's, uh, like it sounds. And I learned this on my time as an Appalachian Service Project, and the God moments I had, the strongest God moments, did not come on this trip, however. They came when both my parents were fighting with cancer. When I was uh, very young, my mother um, was fighting with cancer, and of course I had questions and doubts in my faith, especially on days like today, not knowing if, it would be my last mother's, mother's Day with her. However, my God moment then came when, in my living room, I was with Pastor Lawler and my mom praying. And we reconnected with God. And, we, and I just saw that even in her most vulnerable and weakest stages, that when she reconnected with God, that's what made her stronger. So that was one of my strongest God moments. And then, getting a little older, my dad actually went down the same road. And being on the road with her, I knew it was a rough road. A road with sleepless nights, going from home or from school, not to home, but to hospitals. And I know that she was really lucky, lucky to make that exit on the road to recovery. But then I got on that road again with my dad when he was diagnosed with throat cancer. And knowing that for recovery for him would be a lot less probable. So once again, I had another God moment. It was actually in this church, not in my living room. It was, on a sun, uh, it was actually on a Saturday even, and for my dad and my brother and I, when we came here, 
we, my dad wouldn't usually be here on a Sunday unless it was like Easter Sunday or Youth Sunday or uh, Christmas Sunday. So being here on a Saturday and praying was really a touching moment where we reconnected with God. And once again, even though he was fighting with cancer and having his struggles, I personally saw a newfound strength and hope within him. So it just comes back to the fact that we're all going to have hardships. We're all going to have doubts in our lives. And I, I asked the congregation, whether it be in hardships of loss of a loved one, loss of a job, when you're doubting in times of financial worry or with loved ones dealing with like addiction or depression, to really reconnect with God and reach out and reaffirm your faith. And on the, along those same lines, even in the good times too, times of birth, marriage, graduation now with my, me and my brother to look back and really thank God and be grateful for all that he's done. So that's a little bit about faith. And as far as um, my last aspect I would like to talk, touch upon is something that really defines us as Lutherans. We're all Christians and we're all Lutherans, but there's one thing that I really love about being a Lutheran, and that's grace. I learned this in my days as a youth, or rather my Thursday nights at catechetics as a youth, and grace is just that unconditional, unfree, or free, and love from God no matter what. And it really connects to today being Mother's Day, for we all have mothers or mother figures in our lives that we are blessed to have free, unconditional, and love from them. Even in times of messy rooms and talking back, they still are there and they still love us. And like God, in times of doubts and hardships, He's still there and He still loves us for we're all God's children. Now, as I move toward the end of my sermon, I'm actually moving closer to my eventual physical move off to college. And while I'm leaving Upper Dublin and a lot of the people here behind, while I'm taking with me my strong faith, the bonds that I built, and just the Upper Dublin community being with me and knowing that I had that to come back to is really powerful. And I would just like to thank everyone, thank God, and happy Mother's Day to all. Yeah. Am I on? All right, good. Good morning. My name is Nathan Russick. I am a sophomore at the Upper Dublin High School down the road, and I'm going to start off by posing you all with a question. What type of rock are you? Now, that probably doesn't make a lot of sense right now. I promise you it will, because I'm basing my sermon today off of the first reading. And for those of you who may not remember it, I'll read a portion of it again right now. For it says, Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So, the main takeaways from that is that we are all in God's eyes stones, which he uses to construct his spiritual house. And I pondered for a little bit about what exactly this meant. So, I was posed with this um, reading and uh, the sermon task about two weeks ago, and I didn't really understand what I was going to do until this past Wednesday. 
I had a club after school, did not go that long, so I decided that instead of wait for my mom to help get this mic on my face, which she, she would love to do, so rather than wait for my mom to pick me up from my club, I decided I would walk home. Now this is very atypical. I live in Dresher. The church um, is right down the road from the school. It's in Fort Washington. It was about an hour's walk. So it was not easy, but I enjoyed it because as I was walking home, from my school to my house, I was thinking in the back of my head what I wanted to do with my sermon. And I knew from the reading that uh, I wanted to do something with the different types of rocks and how they apply to each of us. So as I was walking, I started noticing all around me the different types of rocks that there were. The first thing I noticed was the pavement, the sidewalk that I was walking on, the pavement that paved the roads. And that reminded me of all the people in my life who helped pave the way for me my leaders here at church, my leaders in scouts, my teachers at school. That's who they reminded me of. As I continued walking, I noticed a pond with uh, several big boulders near it. These rocks were strictly decorative. I don't know what their purpose was, similar to the ones out front of our church. But that reminded me of all the good-looking people in my life. So naturally, the first person I thought of was myself. Just, okay, no, just kidding. And as I continued to walk down, I then came and uh, noticed the foundations of a house. I thought about that type of stone and how there are many different uh, people in my life who are a foundation for me, the biggest one for many of us and myself being my mom. So that is what I thought of there. As I continued walking, though, I passed the Upper Dublin Townships, you know, I don't even know what to describe it as, their, their dumping ground for construction waste. And I looked at those stones. Those are very different from the types of stones I've been seeing so far, the foundations, the, the pavement, the, the nice-looking stuff. And I thought, what are those stones' purpose in God's house? So I instantly reminded myself and had flashbacks of when I went to ASP this past summer. Our homeowner's name was Larry, and he had MS. If you're not familiar with it, uh, he knew that he was not going to be able to walk and he was not going to be able to move within a matter of months from the time that we were there. So what we were doing for him was constructing a wheelchair ramp. And the reason I thought of him is, you know, he described himself as, as damaged in a way, but that is not how I saw him, and that's not how God sees him. Regardless of whether or not he thinks he's damaged, he was just so joyful and charismatic and, you know, just so glad to have us there. And I was just so surprised at the fact that even though he knew what was going to happen, he was still a strong stone. As I uh, was looking at that pile of stones, I also noticed that there was a, a lonely one off to the side. It's some uh, old rebar and um, concrete, I guess, from a bridge or whatnot. So I thought of my own experience of the time when my parents got a divorce. I thought about how there are some of us in the world that are very lonely stones and, and how, regardless of whether or not we're lonely, um, when God is building his house, it doesn't matter who you are, he'll accept you and take you in and use use you to build his house. And lastly, I, I looked at the damaged stones again, and I just remembered about um, how damaged I was or lonely I was when I um, was going through that divorce and how when I came here, I was able to be built up by the other stones in this house, meeting new people and just experiencing the church community as a whole. Uh, I'm a lifelong Lutheran, uh, but I only joined this church in about 2011, so... Uh, being able to be a part of a greater community was something very special to me. So, 
to recap a little bit, there are many types of stones in the world. There are some good stones, there are some rough stones, there are some lonely stones, there are big stones, there are small stones, there are all types of stones. But there is one thing that all these stones are connected by in God's house. I will continue reading from the first reading. For it stands in the scripture, See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Regardless of what type of stone you are, we all have one cornerstone, and that is Jesus. He keeps us together. He builds up the different types of God's house, like the one you're sitting in right now, and he just keeps us together as Christians. So if I can leave you here today, as you're leaving, uh, listening to the song that the band will be playing called Big House, think about where you play in the overall theme of God's house. What type of stone are you, and how do you construct a better world? Thank you.